0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Media Reads podcast, the monthly music podcast where we talk to a wide range of people from the music world. This month I'm speaking to Bunty who is an incredibly talented artist, musician and singer based on the south coast of England. Bunty uses a loop pedal for all of her performances. They're exceptionally live and engrossing things with instruments and textures, and all sorts of incredible things. She also runs a music venue in Brighton, which does community music workshop things as well. And so we sat down to talk about her career and what she's up to. And the first question I asked her was about her musical beginnings.
1: I suppose, right, so if I think, I mean, I have a terrible memory for starters, but there's a few sort of key things that I probably, seeing like salt and pepper on like Top of the Pops, like mm-hmm. blew my mind. And I mean, back then I was basically just obsessed with Top of the Pops and like smash Hits, this magazine where you, um, are they doing the, the building again? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, there was this magazine which I don't know whether you're familiar with, Smash, it. Hits, cool, Smash hits. Yeah, I had yeah. so I had, so I like yeah, yeah. collected those, and obviously they came with the lyrics. So like, my yeah. earliest memories are probably, you know, like, like rapping along with like, you know, then sherry or whatever yeah. on top of the pops, and then I suppose like a mixture of that, and then like really old random like French tapes in my dad's car, and then i suppose like music from like family weddings or bar mitzvahs which mm-hmm. my family are like from morocco so that's a oh, wow. so sort of like belly dancing music <laughs> kind of thing yeah so like the music you'd hear at weddings which it's not like you know i haven't like geeked out over it as in i'd even know the names of it but it's like these kind of like classic tunes that are like either in french or Arabic or even if they're in French it's kind of like a Moroccan French which has got like definitely like an Arabic twist Mm -hmm. like those were like the and actually and the third is like my auntie's like and uncle's record collection which was all full of like Motown so like I guess those three things when I was really young were like what I was hearing but in terms of like at home we had like a record player but it had like they had, like, two records. Like, my parents weren't, like, heavily into music, even though they love music. Mm-hmm. They didn't... It's not like I came from a home where there was lots of music playing all the time or anything. It's like I'd hear music in my dad's car. He had, like, three tapes, like Charles Lesnavour, some other, like, French dude, and, like, some Israeli guy that, you know, those were, like, the three tapes we had, kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah,
0: yeah. I yeah. think people like that in their cars, weren't they? They had, like, Yeah, like, two like just three repetitive... Just yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's really cool and those are three very like strong vibrant influences for you yeah like, I suppose so yeah. I remember the smash hit stuff because c- yeah when you were talking about it I remember because you said about the lyrics you'd, you'd get the poster of like Jason yeah. Donovan or whoever with the song yeah. on the thing so, so cool. you could like I don't know yeah I remember yeah I remember my sister having them and um yeah, salt and pepper, Nana Cherry. There yeah. were some great tracks in the nineties, yeah. particularly was it was it Push It? Was yeah, it, that was such a great track. Yeah, wasn't it? and such like an awesome I track. just
1: remember like it being like for them super explicit and like watching it with my parents and being really embarrassed <laughs> <laughs> yeah. while they're like pumping the floor, <laughs> so yeah. remember, like get down on the floor. Yeah. I remember that move particularly so like, at a certain going, point. I'm
0: really? Into this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is
1: amazing. But also, I suppose the area that I lived in as well was. Um, I've just remembered was right in the middle of like Notting Hill Carnival was literally oh my in God. my garden. Wow. Like, Because we lived fantastic. in these like there's like these council flats that go like from sort of like Portobello Market like along to like Westbourne Park and um, Station. Mm-hmm. These like orange flats and like literally the carnival was like in our garden like people yeah. would piss in our garden like my dad didn't get like, <laughs> remember my dad going yeah, up and he's like <laughs> yeah he yeah yeah and like you know like one year like you know there was like a sound system like facing our house like Wow. Nice. so i guess sound system culture massively as well
0: definitely like and that sort of grown carnival, up with it yeah carnival sort of yeah
1: carnival well. vibes like nottingham carnival is still like it's my favorite day of the year sort of thing yeah like i really That's cherish fantastic. it yeah. yeah
0: and i guess the the Moroccan music as well is quite like live it's like lots of acoustic instruments and it's got lots of energy in it. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's almost the carnival sort of spirit in, in that stuff as well. Isn't yeah,
1: I especially the kind that I that I was exposed to because it was like for a celebration. So I don't really hear that sort of stuff at like a wedding or a bar mitzvah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it was a celebration music that I was hearing kind of thing nice yeah, um, yeah. And
0: sound system culture is a great one isn't it it's like, yeah it's incredible yeah you, you, like feeling the music is important I was talking to someone the other day about like listening to music on your phone like just having it yeah. playing like you're not really experiencing that music whereas like, in a sound system your guts are yeah sound system, system is feeling. probably like the
1: most intense form of listening to music I'd say that I've experienced yeah. although yeah. you know what I've become terrible like I do listen to music off my phone sometimes i think it's because i do quite a lot of work with <laughs> yeah. teenagers and it's kind of like rubbed off on me yeah, Like no, just like yeah listen do. to this one like through your shitty eyes <laughs> like bad uh, although i have bought also bought this little speaker oh, wow, for 20 pounds nice. which is All right, so I listen to things through that as well. That's
0: amazing, and yeah, have to say I'm not that
1: fussy actually.
0: Yeah, no, I'm like an audio geek, but I love your bum bag. I mentioned that earlier. Absolutely (laughs) spectacular. It's
1: Bexy's boutique, just to like plug Bexy's boutique because she's she's incredible. She's one of these sort of artists. I mean, she does loads of different things. She's an amazing sort of fine artist as well. But she, yeah, she makes these bespoke bags, and is really. You know, she was kind of doing this sort of thing before I guess festival culture got really mainstream. Yeah, She's like yeah, one yeah, of yeah. the like kind of original That's great. Yeah.
0: I mean and all of your yes. stuff is so vibrant and so colourful, like your website, your like your live show and um yeah, the the venue you have the Rose Hill as well, it's like there's so much that goes into making it look beautiful and look fun and oh, look like a nice environment. This is just like that
1: personified, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> yeah, she made it for me, so I think she, kn- she knows what I like. She said she started yeah. with this doll's head because I really, I've had like a thing for like weird dolls for ages, like just collect, because uh, there's, I guess, because they're creepy, and I, but <laughs> supposedly <laughs> like fun, yeah. fun and creepy. So, like, yeah, um, so yeah, she started with this doll's head and then built around that.
0: That's but, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of kids' toys, aren't they, that are like really sinister, especially in like the seventies. It's like crossing yeah. over between being a horror film It's unbelievable when you toy. look at
1: this thing and you're like, Wow, they they had meeting they had board meetings about this and we're like, Yeah, let's mass produce this thing. Yeah. It's perfect. Yeah, exactly. Like They're like gonna weird. love this. Yeah.
0: <laughs> like ninety percent of the kids have like traumatic childhoods <laughs> yeah. because of this doll whose head would so <laughs> spin doll. away, yeah. 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 Like,
1: Joe, I've got this one that's just like this double sided. Doll that someone gave me for my birthday once because they know I love I love sort of like creepy dolls. It's like what it's like this baby that like on one side is awake and then you it, on the other side is is sleeping and right. it's got this kind of like sleep hat thing, so you can like yeah it's just like that is terrifying. Really <laughs> weird, yeah. Yeah,
0: that's nuts. yeah. I love all that stuff too. Mm. With, yeah. Um. Cool. And what about sort of like. Um, mentors or like the beginnings of your own musical journey when did you start picking up things and yeah so I guess
1: I came to it quite late like bearing in mind I I wanted to be like a singer from like from forever like that was like my dream was to be a singer but I was really scared to do it in front of people for a long time I was really shy about it and like I remember even being sort of like 16 and I'd I'd only really like sing for like my friends, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And then I suppose, around like seven, 18, yeah, seventeen, eighteen, would like write a few tunes with like other people, like say like my friend on guitar, and we'd written a few tunes. And it wasn't until I went went oh, and I worked in a bar where I'd like sing sort of like jazz and like sort of soul covers because oh, I, I was behind cool. the bar and I'd kind of like he this this amazing. Um, African American man who was insane guitarist. He sort of sounded like Stevie Wonder, and like did things like played solos with his teeth and stuff like that. <laughs> he was like, like a showman sort of thing. He'd get me up to do a few tunes, and I'd always get a really, like I guess the thing that's made me pursue it beyond really wanting to do it is that I've always had a really nice reaction. Yeah,
0: yeah when yeah, I no, when yeah. I've sung
1: sort of thing. So, so I guess that's like spurred me to to, to carry on sort of pursuing it but didn't really pursue it until I went I went travelling for a year when I was like after I, I sort of yeah education is like very hazy because I kind of like dropped out of things and then started them again and then mm-hmm. but, but I think I was like 18 and went away for a year and I was going to come back and study um, do like an art foundation uh-huh. and while I was away um, I was doing a lot of singing just you know whenever wherever um, and I was just like, I have to do music. What am I talking about? Like, I need Good. to come back and study music instead. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just came back and did this um, BTEC National Diploma in, in sort of popular music mm-hmm. for um, a two two years, yeah. And then came back, and then and then from then on, yeah, just kind of started writing, and that that was that was very much um, like you do a bit of everything like you'd end, you'd have to work it was so, there was so many different genres going on in that in that college like there was kind of like the hip hop heads the like indie kids the um kind of really R&B soully like singers and then this like miscellaneous group <laughs> which, I, which I was in and you, but you'd have to like people would be put into bands and you'd have to sing like they'd choose you as if you were there primarily as a vocalist you'd have to yeah. And, you know you'd need to sing in their band so you'd have to sing like Stone Moses or whatever yeah death so you'd have metal to, yeah like whatever <laughs> they wanted basically I um, think
0: yeah those sorts of things are brilliant but, uh, it, it, was so it was so good it was so practical it, it. Yeah. was really
1: really practical and it was and you had to do loads of performing and like I totally shat my pants for like the first six months because like literally the first day you went in there they were like okay choose a song get into bands perform it in front of everyone else kind wow. of thing yeah um, yeah it, so it was very paper. yeah
0: yeah, I think those things, sometimes, I mean, I know when I've been at college and university, I've been doing stuff and gone, this is bollocks, I don't need to do this, this is not useful. But looking right. back on it, like all of those little... Experiences. Aspects, yeah, experiences were really like quite formative. Yeah. And, uh, even though it seemed like there was no logical reason for doing yeah. it at the time, it was just good to be out of your comfort zone. I yeah, like, exactly. That's really...
1: And I guess I've really always rewarding. written like lyrics, sort of like written, written words. Mm -hmm. even before i was um necessarily using them for songs so yeah i mean it's quite hazy thinking how things come together but i suppose when i first started doing bunty was at that college i met this guy who was a beatboxer he's he still does stuff he's called lyrical lips and we would always jam together like like for ages like just like we could go for like Forever kind of thing, yeah. um, and people kept being like, You should start a band, like, you should actually do this on stage. So, we so we did, we we exactly. we, we had this band called um Bunty versus Chicken, Shit. um, <laughs> and we and and yeah, we played for years and then ended up going out and then broke up and then sp- we split, but at, at At the same time as we were doing stuff, I was doing stuff with this guy called Jim Black who used to play a lot of like covers gigs around Brighton and he used a looper for his guitar. Right. And so I ended up getting a looper just because I was intrigued by that format. And then I guess started, yeah, started doing these really experimental gigs. Well, because also I didn't really know how to use it properly yet. So Mm -hmm. they were like, those first gigs were pretty... And also I think it coincided with me being quite heartbroken these gigs were right. like that I first started doing with that, like solo gigs were pretty intense and quite raw. <laughs> yeah, but
0: that must yeah. be, I mean, that's great for you in a way because it's sort of like this I mean, I, the, it's sort of like therapy in a way, isn't it? To just be expressing yeah. and like, yeah. purging what you're yeah. feeling, putting yeah. it out there. Yeah. And then, yeah, great for the, you know, like if you're, if you're an engaging singer as you are, mm. like, yeah, that, that must have been quite an electric thing to go and watch people.
1: I hope so I don't know I think there was like definitely people that like would have left as well <laughs> like it was quite like in the beginning I was quite into like quite like droney stuff as well I think I was doing more of yeah I, I think I was doing less like singing, singing and more like sound things with my yeah, voice yeah I remember like, really liking be, going it? like Ahh! like a lot uh, <laughs> I remember yeah. really enjoying that um,
0: I think you're in good. I mean, Brighton. You're in good company for doing yeah, stuff true, like that. Yeah, it's true. For doing
1: whatever the fuck you want. Because yeah. there's a
0: guy that like screams into a pane of glass and then bites it with contact mics stuck to the glass that I've heard about. And yeah, y- yeah I think you're in a it's, good place in Brighton to be to be pushing the boundaries of experimental definitely. Sound but
1: I felt that as soon so. as I moved to Brighton because I ended, so I moved to Brighton to go to uni but didn't actually get in the first year, so I was here for a year and then and then went the year after um, to do music and visual art actually oh, cool. at Brighton when there was a music and visual art course and um, yeah as soon as I moved to Brighton I was like this is brilliant like no one cares what you do you know like you can just do yeah, whatever you want
0: you can do what you want yeah mm. I think that's the cool thing about when I first came to Brighton my first ex in, um, impressions of it were that everyone was very cool indeed and I felt like an absolute like boring bastards because everyone's right. had so much life and energy in their are right, really right, cool. right. um but yeah I, I mean eventually you sort of embrace that and you realize that no one really cares about no. anyone who's on the street who's dressed in no, a no this way. is the thing and, that i was like starting by be yeah to be yeah
1: here. and also i really liked the fact that like um because like sometimes i feel like um i like being really like you know, playing around and being kind of like quite loud and stupid like, in public, <laughs> but I don't actually. It's not actually for attention. So I found yeah. that there was this real freedom here, where it's, it sort of felt a bit like this is great. You can just do what you want, but it doesn't. You you know, you don't actually get loads of attention for it. You kind of can just do whatever you want exactly. and be like a bit inco- like incognito kind of thing. Definitely, because no one cares. It's Exa- not. It's yeah. not. Um, yeah like a very free environment
0: yeah i think that's something that i sort of thought about um is like your it's there is like a childlike wonder and exploration to your sound right it's like you've still got that spirit of wonderment and adventure
1: oh thanks in the
0: world um in a world where a lot of people don't have that you know and a lot of people do feel like they have to work in an office nine to five and, and yeah. work for the man. It's, it, yeah, it's, it's well, cool. I think that, I've been really lucky as well.
1: Well, there's luck and there's also, like, I guess, perseverance as in, like, if you choose that, that's what you're going to do, like, whatever, then in a way... But then also luck is in, yeah, Managed to just very independently, like, obviously with support from my peers and, like, you know, our collective and our, our label, but um, manage to, like have enough money, you know, like not loads, but manage to be financially viable with just doing music. Yeah. And I I think that's, that's one Um, thing,
0: yeah, I think that's one thing I say to younger people is, uh, not that I'm like some fucking blueprint for perfection or anything, (laughs) but, you know. But you are, great. (laughs) (laughs) But like, like stay on your path, stay on the path that you want to go on. Don't make compromises and just accept that you know, the way it's going to be is the way it's going to be. You can, If you forge your path, you end up in such a beautiful place. You yeah. end up, like, doing the things you want to do. Especially
1: um, for the youth of today. Like, the jobs that existed before are, like, dissipating. Like, I mean, it's yeah. all just very open and, like, what the hell's going to happen? Yeah, it is very much So, nice. they, yeah, they, should just, they just need to grab the ball by the horns kind of thing yeah. and just do what they feel they need to do. Exactly. And there's a lot of like right on full of it kids around at the moment because we we put on this um this monthly night called Audioactive. Mm-hmm. And with Audioactive the, the, a local music charity that do really amazing work and mm-hmm. yeah, these young people are just like totally on their own path, just kind of really confident, really pa- empowered really like anti-establishment like they don't even say they're anti-establishment they're just like that's literally nothing to do with me like sort of thing in this really refreshing way they make you basically feel really positive about what could be possible
0: yeah and what the future holds yes and like if
1: you guys are running things cool like (laughs) let's just all like step back and let the young people sort it out they seem to be much more you know in touch with what's needed definitely they're here now we yeah.
0: like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you mentioned your, uh, you've done loads of different workshops like community related things. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean I've noted a few down. You did one in uh, Azerbaijan with Oxfam.
1: Oh that yeah. Quite cool. Yeah, that was amazing. Yeah. God, that was did. quite a while ago. That was maybe like, I don't know how long ago, maybe like six years ago. It's basically a friend of mine, through beta that Beta, beta Collective, he that makes films. Like he does sort of all different kind of like I suppose like documentary sort of musicy Films like you know, like One Giant Leap style, yes, yeah, he yeah, works yeah, yeah, with yeah. him for a long time, oh, and then nice. through that, I think he yeah, he's kind of does his own things. He's also a musician in his own right, but yeah. Um, so, I went over to help him with the music side of it. So, we wrote this song for that was it was all about kind of sustainable farming practices um in Azerbaijan. Um it's just a really random job. But yeah, it's it made cool. me got to go to Azerbaijan and meet these incredible musicians and hear all this really awesome traditional music and recorded with this like Azerbaijani pop star in a studio and stuff. That was nice. really imma- yeah, it was really incredible. Yeah, One of the yeah. most incredible experiences. I, I reckon like that, and going to—I mean, it's not with Bunty, it's with resonators, but getting to go to Sudan, to do a, a similar like a mu a music project to work with musicians out there. I mean, when that sort of thing happens, it's just like yeah. such a blessing, basically. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's like crazy because I've worked in community. I've worked in community music, so I know, I know how that feels to like lift a group of people through music and get them writing their own lyrics and yeah using synths and things for the first time but yeah it must be incredible to go abroad and see that happen in a, a you know really far-flung community that's yeah. not familiar to yeah. you
1: yeah yeah and also just to experience being um it's the first time i had been to africa before it Was in mm-hmm. in sudan yeah
0: Nice. Quite, yeah, so you are in a lot, quite a lot of groups. You've mentioned the resonators. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Uh, so what what is what are what is well, the well, resonators? The, the
1: resonators is basically a UK like live dub act, mm-hmm. which in some ways is totally unrelated to the stuff that I do solo, but in another way, it isn't. In terms of like the dub element, is very similar. The techniques that you use are very similar to what you do when you're looping yeah and like the way you create dynamics sort of bring yeah, like dropping things and removing them, and like additive and subtractive, like yeah yeah, so in that way, yes, yeah. Yeah, so in that way it's it's similar, but I mean the kind of stuff that I write with resonators, I would never write on my own, it's very much like this collective feeling,, mm-hmm. and it's almost always to do with like sort of love (laughs) community and kind of like political kind of uprising I suppose yeah yeah, yeah, like just because that's where it's that's I think that's where it's rooted and that's kind of where it's it stays or lives and it's it's very much like an outlet for those sort of more explicit and Lyrics, although yeah, I say lyrics. that, but then actually, there's, there's been a lot of interviews with like resonators where they're like, What do those lyrics mean? <laughs> so I think they're still maybe, maybe still quite trippy lyrics, but that's just yeah, that's just yeah, 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 yeah. I mean,
0: there, there is no listening to your lyrics as Bunty, it's mm. like there's no. There's no reason to try and understand, like let the like the conscious mind understand them. I feel like that's something for the the subconscious mind a little bit. They're just something to let you just absorb. Yeah. Like don't like. I mean, I could have picked lyrics and gone, "What did that sentence mean? What did that phrase mean?" But it doesn't really matter what it means to like me or to you. It's like a some channeling I'm like really glad you feel like that yeah Good. that's kind of exactly
1: what where it's coming from
0: yeah yeah.
1: and yeah, like yeah. yeah they do make me think of certain things like I mean there's a million ways to write lyrics and I you know I use different different uh, can't find the word but there's different ways in which I write lyrics like sometimes yeah. maybe I'd make up a character that isn't me and I'm writing from their perspective or sometimes it's just like improvise. Lyrics over a thing, and then listen back and like take words out of it that actually make sense, and then piece it together. And almost like the improvisation and the songs like write themselves, and then I listen to them and and rework them until they sort of are correct or you know like <laughs> yeah, yeah. are like to me perfect and finished. And they almost like tell me what they're about sometimes. That's cool. Rather than it being like I'm going to write a song about this specific thing. Yeah. Or and and I know that I guess I guess the thing that I don't do so much is write about um, like my sort of my feelings in terms of like I I rarely sort of think how do I feel today and or you know or yeah I don't know. Obviously, my feelings are in there because we are feeling things and that's how you write things, but I guess yeah, I don't yeah, yeah. necessarily use my personal experience as a um, source material so much. Yeah. Maybe I probably do subconsciously, but I yeah. don't consciously try and do that. I guess because I think I'm always trying to, like, escape from, like, the individual or, or like, the idea of me yeah, and yeah, kind yeah. of escape from that into something that's just, like, the flow of... Something that's a bit more universal, definitely. Which totally you between... can, and I'm not knocking. Like totally digging really deep into how you feel mm-hmm. to um, express that, because that is also a way of um, connecting, connecting with the universal. You know, people go really into how they feel about something, yeah. and then loads yeah, of yeah. other people are like, "Oh yeah, that's how I," f-, you know, that reminds me of how I feel. Exactly. But I guess the way I the way I reach it is, um, yeah, more looking at the out. Looking out,
0: mm-hmm. and being like, part of the world, like yeah, something like this.
1: Yeah, sort of like poet po- poetics about like yeah everything that's yeah. around, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, like the sort of uh, yeah, like snapshots of like for example, if we open the window now, all the textures of the different yeah, things happening. Yeah, they're all totally random collections of sounds from cars and people and and whatever else. But that that in itself is creating. A universal sound, yeah, isn't
1: it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. I, and like, I suppose, like the last time I got really, like, inspired about a thing was like, um, I read this article that was all about the fact that um, they'd been doing these like space measurements, and that apparently the the universe is. Uh, and obviously, this is like a very untechnical version of yes. what it is yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, but the basics of it was like that the universe is actually expanding at a faster rate than than their like previous calculations, which were like knocking all these like theories out of the water, <laughs> and the universe was expanding mm-hmm. at, yeah, at like a much faster rate. and and like I just read a bit of like this article which I sort of half understood, and it's like. That's exciting, like you know, like kind of take t- t- taking ourselves out of the everyday stuff around and kind of like seeing this bigger picture that's bigger than us. And yeah. I guess that's also what I'm always trying to like get to. Is like I don't know who said it, but someone was like, the music is much bigger than we are. Mm-hmm. And I love that idea. It's kind of like we're just like these big, like we're sort of a bit. In a way, insignificant. Not not yeah, in, in a absolutely. good way, in a good way. Yeah, you know?
0: like a channeling procedure. I think we've all... Sp-
1: yeah, like everything's part of everything else and it's not, you know, it's not like this individual thing. Even though it is, but it isn't. It's, it's a <laughs> bit like that thing
0: of if the tree falls down in the desert island, mm-hmm. is there anyone around to hear it? So, sort of like, mm-hmm. if you make music to yourself... Is that really music when you're the only one hearing it? It's like yeah. it's it's there to be experienced by everyone yeah. and to be and to just propagate yeah. the world yeah. and and yeah and be shared. Yeah. yeah, I think your music is very like dreamlike and quite um, like emotive. It's like emotive in a in a in a strange way because you, yeah you spoke about there being like lyrics. There are also non lyrics, aren't there? Like imagine yeah, yeah yeah yeah.
1: So there's a lot of like, there's a lot of made up language based on, I suppose, all the languages that I've ever heard, Mm -hmm. which is like a lot. If you live in London, you hear people like, I love that feeling of like when you're in either a country or just, you know, somewhere in London where there's like a group of people and they're like talking really emphatically and you don't know what the fuck they're saying. But you're like really drawn into, yeah, it's like totally captivating. Um, and so I suppose just a lot of that experience feeding into to the music where yeah because I guess I suppose in a way I suppose I'm aiming to feel as free with um, using words using English words my mother tongue words um in an improvisational setting where I feel so comfortable and in flow that um, the English words can come out as, like, freely and without feeling attached to them or feeling like, oh, that's me, like, you know, Mm -hmm. saying how, what I think about, you know.
0: Um, Or or them coming to your mind and you holding them back because you know that's going to reveal something. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. So I guess I'd, you know, and, and there's been, you know, there's always, like, moments where that occurs, but... I guess like I'm aiming towards a place where I'm really unattached to to, to the words and can be as free as, as I am when I'm when I'm using made up language. Because yeah. there's definitely like emotion in it um, but it really is um, just coming out without, you know, with with much less effort, yeah. I think
0: that is I get yeah maybe and I guess that's like, more
1: less with the composition you know less when you're writing and recording stuff but more like in a performance situation because when you're in the studio you're on your own and it's great like you know you can just do whatever you want and then just delete it it's like yeah. so that's yeah
0: I've deleted plenty of things I've recorded. Yeah, me and Ava,
1: we had this like movement that we were going to start that's like hashtag mute it. We're like, that is amazing, mute it. Like, just like, (laughs) it's like this weird joke that like no one else really got. (laughs) We were really into it hashtag mute it. you know this idea of like not drawing from oneself it might just be that i'm like scared to do that as well yeah you know yeah
0: that's a good point yeah absolutely
1: like yeah it's like i've found the way that i'm like most comfortable with and so maybe at one point in my life i'll ch- you know i'll challenge that and do something that's completely the opposite you know mhm yeah like, i can never say never i don't ever want to like Yeah, I want things to be constantly evolving and, and like, challenging as well. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you mean, yeah. Yeah. Um, um,
1: Especially working with, you know, like, Misrepresented... i worked with Misrepresented for years, which is, like, a young women's collective, and they've all just been through, like, untold shit. Like, it's mad. And and all their lyrics are really, like, personal. And, um, yeah, like that definitely made me more able to kind of be, be in that realm by working, by working with them. And mm. like, just, yeah, I suppose, yeah, part of it's like, I guess like everyone's got their different style of like communication, haven't they? But
0: yeah, I think, but definitely
1: out- it was interesting and, and, that, and really inspiring actually.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, so they, yeah, so they work with, with clothes, I yeah. Uh, yeah, so um, they work with vulnerable women. Mr. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. What, what sort of work do they do? And um, they so
1: we work as... They're based... Um, it's a dime project, but it's based in Brighton. Um, and they... Um, we work as... I mean, I haven't been working with them for a year now, but I sort of still feel... Pop, well, they tell me I'm still part of the team, so I'm like, yes, I don't ever want to not be in the team. Um, <laughs> 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 we've got a WhatsApp group that I, like, just get all the, like, you know, like... Shit, I'm running late. Like I'm still like I'm, like haven't muted the group. I'm like still like <laughs> seeing it. All. And sometimes i will just like send a emoticon, or like you know, or sometimes give feedback on like blurb and stuff that they're like writing for like when they're showing stuff. Yeah, it's so um, connected. So like. yeah, because I love them all, and um yeah, it's this incredible group of women that that work together. But yeah, it's basically working as a sort of multidisciplinary collective to make work, and that work is. Like it can be like an exhibition of photographs. It could be like, the, the, I guess, the most ambitious project that we did, which was last year, and um, we toured this like multidiscipline show, which was like there based on their experiences of navigating through the care system. Mm-hmm. And that was like bits of film, music, performance, um, like monologues, like all of it sort of weaved together into this piece. kind of thing. and um, yeah it was really they're they're really amazing this is the thing about like doing like community projects it's like it is obviously you're giving them like your time and you're sort of seeing them and making them feel in this safe environment and like facilitating them creating but it's also like hugely inspiring like they're really inspiring Mm -hmm. being around young people is super inspiring especially teenagers like they're full of it they're like great definitely I know people you know it depends in which capacity you're working with teenagers if you're working with them trying to get them to do things that they don't want to do then I can understand that that'd be a totally different experience but Mm -hmm. working with teenagers when it's totally outside of a um, institution is like amazing
0: yeah. And I think in my experience- So of,
1: cool. And keeps yeah. you like, keeps you like tapped into what's going on so you don't become totally out of touch. Like my capacity for like, like voice, yeah. <laughs> the like whole Vokoda thing that's like, got, well, it's beyond my now, isn't it? It's like, kind of like that auto-tune thing, which I couldn't bear and before, I'm totally into now. And I think that that's, that's good. Not like I'm going to start fucking auto-tuning my voice, but, like, I understand the music that is going on at the moment. And I think that's really important, to not be like, oh, all the good music was, like, years ago, like, <laughs> this is all a <laughs> pile of fucking shit. Like, I'm not saying there is a lot of shit, of course there is, but there yeah, always was. Always there shit. always but was. Look how many
0: records are pressed. And yeah, like, and, like, like radio and stuff, films. you know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I just think it's, like, it's not no use to anyone to become all, like... Fuddy duddy about like about what's going on now. Definitely. It's like about you fucking working your ass to get down with it because that's Cause what's going what's on. Happening. Now. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, are you yeah, going to yeah, just yeah, like yeah. complain that, that it's not how it was when you were doing it? Yeah, I think or, like in the is, beginning, I, I think that's lame. It
0: is, basically. yeah, and it's like I think and it's fear. out of
1: order as well. It's like why do you think that what you know is better than what they know? It's just different, and what they're doing is now. So how much more important is what they're doing? Because it's now.
0: Because it's actually happening. This is the only now. time that we can change anything. Yeah. It's now. This yeah, we're not going to really go back in happen. time.
1: Like, it's <laughs> yeah, so exactly. either, like, engage with it or, like, die or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's a bit harsh, but, you know.
0: No, I, no, I think you've What you. I you really you've feel latched onto um, what I think is the reason people do that. My, like, personally is, like, through fear. Like, they're, they're, they're sort of fear. they they're scared of that they're dying and that they're growing old and they're being becoming obsolete themselves. Right. So they're saying like, "Oh, my time was the precious time. My time was yeah, the good one. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm really fucking scared that my time's now over. Right? Yeah. So it's like a weird subconscious yeah maybe manifestation of you going. You
1: know what? I think like so like more and more. I think so much is a weird manifestation of fear of death, isn't it? Yeah. Like so. <laughs> a lot more than we think definitely much more than we think like yeah, it's still just so. really wild that we're alive but we can contemplate our end mm. like
0: there's a really um, interesting book uh Darren brown wrote. i don't
1: read this is a, it's my failing. is there a podcast an audiobook, an audiobook, yes book. Yeah, that's Darren what brown, i want Darren brown wrote Tell a book me. called
0: happy which is about um uh, essentially just leaving, um, leading, leading a more happy life in very simple ways. But, he, you know, he talks about death. And essentially what happens, like, we've all been dead. We were all not born at one time. So yeah. we're scared of going to this place that we've all already been to. That's a which really, is like an really nice idea, way to it? see
1: it. Yeah.
0: And, yeah, so... What's it called? Being uh, ha- happy. happy. It's called Happy, yeah. Oh. It's about Stoicism. It's a book about Stoicism. But, yeah, there is, there is a whole chapter on death and dealing with death. And... Um, yeah, it's quite uplifting because because cool. we're all really scared of it and and yeah he lists like at that as an example of like we've already been there yeah. we've already been to that place and That's... when it happens when we die each of us individuals we're not gonna be around to see it like yeah. we're scared of this thing yeah, that we're yeah, not yeah. gonna experience yeah, not, yeah. it's fucking crazy yeah it's just the prospect of it that we're yeah scared of. the like, idea the which is fine. like
1: most things like the idea of a thing is so much more scary than the actual thing absolutely
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 i'm the worst for that like i'll, oh, me I'll, too. I'll dread i'll dread doing stuff and then go and do no, it no me too yeah me
1: too or well, like it was what? great even yeah. like i loved this of thing yeah
0: yeah
1: but um but it's interesting because i i i thought i was really cool with death <laughs> like because i like throughout my life i've been like yeah death whatever it's definitely gonna happen like oh um but i think it's changed since having a child. It feels much more real. Really? That i'm going to that i am going to die. And i don't want to, but i but I, but i'm i'm like aware that i need to like yeah, i basically need to engage with it. Like i need to get down with it. Yeah. Like yeah. Do whatever it needs to just be fully down with it by the time it happens. Exactly. Yeah. And i think
0: those those fears you can harness those fears as being like right i'm going to lead I'm gonna do the most stuff I can, I'm gonna put my heart and soul into everything because I know this is finite. Like no one's around forever. So yeah, like lead your life, do the things you wanna do, say the things to the people that you love, you know, like treasure those moments. It's yeah, sort of quite generic things really. No, but 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 they're generic because
1: they're like true. It's a bit like people that are heartbroken and all those things they write and it's like yeah you hear that stuff all the time it's like it's because it's true it's like really awful and like you know all the all the like cheesy stuff is like true
0: yeah exactly Uh, yeah i've got an example which is really weird which is the um out of um the near-death experience so i got hit by a car while i was riding a bike one time and i had that generic out of um, near death experience where the whole world is white and only you exist. Wow. So I actually had that happen, and, fr- wow. and like, I'd never fucking believe it when I hear people saying, like, everything disappears, it's just you, you're suspended in midair, your whole life flashes before your eyes. But that actually happened to me, wow. and then I was like, fuck, that's not bullshit. But then even me saying it to a lot of people probably sounds like bullshit. Yeah, so it's yeah, like, yeah. that stuff is like. I experienced that. I experienced like thinking about all my friendships that had happened and all the wow. missed, missed, What just literally like sh- 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 yeah, but it was like a very that. slow pace. It was it was within the seconds of being hit by a car and landing on the floor, wow. but it was it felt like um, it Ages. felt like a very long time. I had a lot of time to really contemplate. All I could see was my own body in this big white space. But it's such a Mental. generic experience. It's so generic that it sounds cheesy to say. It yeah, it's like, yeah, but that's that what is... you see on TV. Being yeah, saying and like... you know that
1: on ER or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> no, but that that's amazing. Yeah,
0: yeah. So there there are like shared experiences we all yeah. have and shared feelings that um, yeah, that we all that yeah we all experience that are cheesy, but that's just because they're because they I have it. Yeah. 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 Cool, so you, have, you use a loop pedal with, I do. with your, for your music.: Yeah, um, yeah I, mean, yeah, you talked about when you picked it up. What did you start off looping? What were you doing in the beginning?
1: I can't quite remember. I think well, voice, like I started using just voice, and I suppose like a bit of like, percussive stuff, because I've been spending a lot of time with a beatboxer and we'd sort of use our voices in that way, in a kind of percussive way. Mm. Um, it's really hard to remember like that music from from then, but um, yeah, like using the stuff that I had available to me with my voice, so like harmony, rhythm stuff, um, And then, like, even back then, like, I guess, like, these languages that I'd kind of play around with. So from the beginning, there was that in there. Mm
0: -hmm. Um, Yeah. And was it because because what you do is very uh, you do, you have released albums, you've released music. Yeah, it's like
1: these two things that are sort of the same, but yeah, they're kind of separate. Yeah, the live thing and the recorded thing is that, yeah, they're quite different. But then I suppose the process is used to create a similar as in is in it will be rare that I will write a song and then record it mm-hmm. so in the studio it, it I suppose it's still and there's exceptions to everything that I'm saying but like in general um, it will still be kind of like cutting and pasting like kind of like collage improvising things and then chopping them up sort of a process of improvisation and selection, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather yeah, yeah. than having the parts and, um, you know, sort of laid out and then recording them. Mm-hmm. It's almost always the other way around.
0: I see. And um, yeah, so and when you're playing live, you don't necessarily, there is, it's like improvised.
1: Yeah. But then there's also some like composition-y things which I'll either do a version of, or, I mean, it depends when you're talking about. Like the the last few times that I've played have been mainly like improvisation, and some of the songs have come out of these improvisations that I've done on my own. So, like, say, like the last four shows are the ones that I've done with this new. I've got a new setup basically, so I've got a new a new looper that does does what all loopers do, but it's a different bit of kit. So it's making me do different things. It's like the parameters are different. You've got five loops instead of three. Um. Each of those loops can be however long, um, mm-hmm. but still be quantized into together, which is like a, a big difference to the to the pedal I was using. It's up here, so you're doing it with your hands instead of your feet, which is actually completely different mm-hmm. because it just means that, yeah, you just can't do the set. Before I'd have been doing a lot more things with my hands to create the sounds um, because I'd be pressing it with my feet. Stomping with your feet, yeah. yeah so is. literally physically, it's different. So mm. it's making me do different things. Um, cool.
0: So what 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 is the machine you're using now just for? The, the it's an
1: um. The it's cheeks? an. It's an RC, five oh five. Is it
0: boss? Is it? It's a boss, boss one. one. Yeah, yeah. Boss
1: RC five oh five. Has it
0: got the red? Has it got the circles with the lights out? Yeah, that of is circles? the five oh five, isn't really it? that's a really good one. Yeah, it's and a really bloody
1: a... good one. Yeah. And I've only just like skimmed the the like. The surface of what I can do with it it's a really fun machine it's actually really powerful
0: great yeah, yeah. I think um yeah anybody can have fun with a loop
1: definitely that's the thing that's the thing that I've like always said is like people especially people that don't use um that haven't had much experience of using like technology mm-hmm. or you know hardware that um they they think it's more complicated than it is yeah and I'm always just like Honestly, it's really easy, (laughs) I've always been quite like... And you know, maybe that's like, maybe I'm exaggerating as in, obviously it depends, you know, it's about putting good things into it, Mm. you know. But in terms of being able to generate sounds that are decent, I think most people can do it. Definitely. And would be able to do it.
0: what I love about the way that you use looping and, and people use looping is the way that like you're you're arranging the track with instinct yeah like yeah, it's yeah. not like so many people making music in using a computer where it's like the the, the definite Twelve bars or something. Right. Yeah. 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 It's, yeah, it's yeah. so much on feeling of like right now the the bass yeah, comes yeah, in. Yeah. Or like yeah. Yeah. Right now I drop. to yeah. Take the drums out and do some freestyling over Mm-mm-mm-mm. it. Mm-mm-mm. I think yeah, people really connect to that and um, yeah, the live your live shows are really captivating. I don't think I've ever. I think. I I don't think it's an exaggeration to say you're the best live act I've ever seen.
1: Wow! <laughs> really? really?
0: Yes, really. I thank uh,
1: you. That means that's such a huge compliment. Thank yeah, you.
0: I don't think I don't think it's it's an exaggeration because it's something that stayed with me for a long time. I lived in Eastbourne and I got the bus. I would always get the bus to come to Brighton, and um, yeah, I I'll never forget seeing your live show and like everyone there afterwards like that was. Amazing. Wow! We're talking about it for weeks, and then whenever we see your name up again, it's always like Bunty's playing. Let's go and watch that's it. That's
1: so cool! Thank you. Yeah,
0: and that's that's also from seeing a lot of live music, you know, um, yeah. but not live music. Not yeah. Like really live. Yeah, yeah. Because really I guess happening. a lot of
1: stuff is becoming also very slick, isn't it? And it's incredible, but it's it's very slick. Yeah almost so you could listen to the record and it's the same. Mm. Yeah. Which is kind of amazing as well. Right. I, I am always a bit like, wow. <laughs> like, you know, it was that but, easy. but, 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 um, but, but yeah, well, I guess there's, some, there's something, there's something, well, there's something lost, there's something gained. It's yeah. They're just different things, aren't they? Yeah. Part, so.
0: And, and um, I think cause you're on that knife edge of it being like, this could all go brilliantly equally I could could something can go wrong and it could go like that knife edge that you're on in improv is a really exciting place to be I'm sure I'm sure it is for you as an artist but also for the audience as well because it's like this is really happening like if you accidentally kick something or someone makes a noise in the audience then it'll be in it yeah 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 yeah, yeah, like that's that's fucking brilliant like those are the things that make you I don't know make you realise you're alive it's not just a the yeah,
1: but I track. guess it is like, it. yeah, I guess it's, I guess what I like about playing live part of it is, is how much the audience are kind of responsible for what's going to happen. Like whether they know it or not, mm-hmm. you know, because it's going to be different, like who's there and what, like what they're, what they're doing. Like, even just, like, if they're super attentive and really, really quiet and the space is really intimate, mm-hmm. then something will happen that's responding to that. Or if they're, like, rowdy and, you know, like, moving around <laughs> and, you know, like, it, yeah. Yeah. I
0: well, think, like, well,
1: what they're, put it's, like, a very, like, kind of, um, some sort of alchemy what's based on everything that's that's there that's going to yeah influence the outcome basically <laughs> yeah or create the outcome what goes for us to say because yeah without the people then the gig doesn't exist does it definitely yeah i think yeah. so yeah, yeah i agree yeah yeah
0: no it is an amazing thing you do and um yeah i think uh, yeah, i was thinking about you know like big pop artists when they go on yeah. these world tours and they do like 50 act, 50 things and they just play to like essentially a backing track Mm. And they, like, must be a bit bored of doing the same old songs and, like, oh, I hate that song, mm, 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 but the crowd love it. And, mm, mm. like, you're in a wonderful position where it's all improv or it could all be improv. If I wanted, yeah. And it, you can perform if you want to do, like, a version of one of your tracks and totally fuck it up or do something yeah. different, you're free to do that. Yeah. You know, there's, like... I do
1: feel lucky for that.
0: that that's but, you nice. know,
1: I suppose also, but that's... But that, um, I also think is... In terms of like music industry, is a limitation as well. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe it doesn't have to be like I think. I guess I think part of me thinks it doesn't have to be, but then also there's an element of sometimes it feels like that is a limitation as well. In terms of you know, yeah, the established
0: music industry. Yeah. And what they want. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Because friends, especially friends that, like, come back to town, like, after ages, they're like, oh, are you famous yet? <laughs> like, why are you not famous yet? <laughs> Which, like, you know, it's quite funny. But, are you famous but, Yeah, like, famous, I now. Um, I've
0: always been famous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I guess the way the music industry is set up, it's, like, it's for you to create a formula and stick to that formula and you can deviate from it a lot but Mm -hmm. there's like certain things isn't there like the way it's set up is like you've written these songs and people want to hear those songs and and that is the formula for like mainstream more mainstream sort of success isn't it exactly you need these and to like get to play to more people in more places
0: would you like that? Would you like it if you had, like, way more exposure if you... Yeah. Yeah.
1: I want to have more exposure, definitely. I want to play, like... I want to play... I love small gigs, like, and I actually think, like, 200 people... 300 people is probably, like, my favourite. Actually, up to... 500 people is really... <laughs> this is nice. going up really quickly. No, 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 <laughs> because I'm thinking of, like, different gigs that I've played. Like, 500 people is really wicked in a certain mm. way, as in, like, it's still big enough... It's still small enough that you all can feel like together, but I reckon like 200, 100, 200 is really special. Mm. Like, and 50 is really wicked as well, you know, yeah. like in terms of you really feeling connected to the people. But then there's something about playing bigger shows that is ace as well. It's like, it, it, it's the energy that can be generated by that many people is really like, cool as well
0: yeah i expect and so i'd
1: like to be able to do both i'd like to you know for like my exposure to like continue growing in like yeah in the way that it sort of has over the years and to continue growing and be able to be able to travel around the world more and for people to want to come and see my gigs you know yeah and and yeah i'd like to play big shows too
0: it's interesting like, you hit that like, you said yeah. that number of 200 people being the like the optimum number because I I don't know uh, like it must be hard to articulate why what is the difference between 50 people and 500 as a performer and like as a collective experience. Yeah. But it's interesting you say 200 people because Liam Howlett the prodigy the the producer behind the prodigy like yeah, one of my yeah. childhood idols. Yeah yeah. Love that guy. He said the same thing. He said I prefer smaller venues. Two hundred people oh, is a, what I love. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm but like, you I'm know, part of it is it.
1: part of it's also like um, to do with sound as well. Like the sound, like because I've played like you know some like bigger shows, like you know like festival shows or whatever, where it's like I don't know, like a thousand people or whatever. Or, you know, like a massive field mm-hmm. that may not be full, but if it was, there'd be like a few thousand people in it. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. And it sounds like shit. Like and it's very hard for it to not sound shit in a big, big place. It's not like something that's surrounding you. You know, you know like when you play a show and it, the sound is really like
0: encompassing. Yeah, encompassing yeah, around yeah.
1: you and people, and you're all in it together. Like and there's like a bubble, kind of thing.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. Yeah. And I imagine the bigger that they get, the more, the more like, and I suppose, suppose it's experience as well. Like you. You, you probably learn to get that feeling from like a really big gig.
0: Yeah. It's interesting that you're saying that though. Good. The first podcast I did was with a girl called Cheryl Panera, who's a bassist. Okay. And she was in the Go team and lots okay, of yeah. other things. Okay,
1: yeah. So she'd have played these really she, massive ones. Yeah. yeah. She
0: was mentioned that on the first podcast, you've taken my mind back there, where she was saying like, it's so hard playing on a stage, like playing outdoors at like a big gig, because mm. there's wind. There's yeah. so many other factors involved. There's not like a, reflex, a f- reflection of the sound. The yeah. monitors have got to be good. You've got to be yeah, close yeah, to the yeah. monitors. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But it's it, it, quite a
1: different experience, but it is yeah. really fun as well. Yeah, I it's can really actually. fun being outside, and the wind actually is really fun as well. Yeah, you know? yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's everyone's just like different.
0: so much more relaxed at a festival. Yeah. Like everyone's in their best, like yeah. their best personality, yeah. festival personality, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But it, it sort of reminds me of you did a project in a church using oh, the yeah. acoustics of the church. It. And, yeah, that sort of environment is a very nice environment to yeah. perform in because of the acoustic space and the the all-encompassing feeling. Like, you know, when you go yeah. to church and there's a choir singing, and the choir's there, but it feels like the choir's, like, here. Yeah, in, they've, like, built the those buildings for that,
1: haven't they? They've, they've, yeah.
0: Yeah, what was the project that you did in the church?
1: Is this, are you talking about, well, there's two things that happened in the church. One was, like, I did this, like, album launch show for my first, like, official album I suppose do you know that there's this like weird album you probably haven't heard that I should give you (laughs) I mean it's it's good bad but it's well it's good it's like it's it's like very very like homemade it's like the first thing I recorded really yeah oh cool yeah it was just on CD and it was like handmade sort of like sleeve covers but I should get you a a copy I don't actually have a copy of it (laughs) but (laughs) it's called Mimu and I'm thinking like because I'm sort of in the middle of sorting out, like streamlining my my like online stuff with mm. this with this woman, because um, it's so all over the place. Uh, my online oh it is. I guess actually be <laughs> interesting to see. What do you think? Don't you think? It's um. very like it's over here and it's over there and
0: it is a little bit but no i think i've definitely no i think it, i've seen worse but i mean it depends what your vision is doesn't it, it yeah Depends what you like want to do with it i love yeah. the colors i love all the vibrant colors like yeah I love yeah all that yeah stuff. of course like, the aesthetics are amazing yeah the photos yeah are amazing some yeah. of the yeah you
1: know what actually it's worth mentioning that someone who i've been working really closely with to make visuals for me and has worked on like a lot of my artworks before Um, this girl she goes under the name Jomotopia she's based in Liverpool oh, she's nice. really excellent she's the one that I was doing the VR project with here
0: oh cool yeah, yeah we yeah. do definitely have to mention that because yeah. we are sat in the
1: <laughs> in view. the VR lounge <laughs> But your complex.
0: But that, that's oh yeah, but you asked me something else really about cares.
1: about the about the church, weren't you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there was two things. One was um, I created like a series of um, gigs for called music for churches that um, I, I must have played at one of them. But basically, just thinking about the the um, acoustics of the church mm-hmm. and getting people to play in the church that would sound beautiful in church as simple as that Winnie really. <laughs> yeah um, and then yeah. and then the other thing was a, an album launch um for Licking the Loon, which is like the first like official album that I put out um mm-hmm. that I performed in that same church and we made like a sort of quite immersive show that we only ever did once in that mm-hmm. church <laughs> with sort of performers and visuals and and like kind of props like I remember there being this this TV that I like hit at a certain point and then it comes on that's kind of all I remember and I remember I remember some sort of like the, the dancers like running out of, the, of like from stage and coming back and there's some synchronized stuff there's some like scrappy videos of it somewhere but yeah really oh, so those cool. are the two things like main experiences of the, and it was at, um, um, St Andrew's Church in Waterloo Street mm-hmm. an amazing church is that in Brighton yeah oh, okay really cool church such nice people as well and randomly like the guy one of the main guys that works there um, also he'd like volunteer his time to work there but he his proper job was being like a lighting person at the BBC so that church just randomly he'd like got all this really great lighting gear Lights. that like he'd let you use for like he it sort of charge you, I don't know, like 40 quid or something to do the lights for you. So it's like, this is a great deal. I don't know if it's still like that. I don't <laughs> know if he's still there, but yeah, for a few years he was there.
0: It's great when you have that one person who's yeah. just got this random connection to something that's yeah. really enhances. Yeah. A bit it is like the
1: scrolling sign that is at the Rose Hill. We've got this scrolling sign that you can program. It's mm. just like randomly our friend goes around the world teaching, like programming. These electronic signs for like bus companies and stuff, mm-hmm. so like managed to get us one of them, and stuff like that. It's just like great. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs>
0: i love the decor i love what you've done in the rose hill oh thank it's, you um it's a really really it was a cool venue a few years ago i think youth music put on an event there and i volunteered to take some photographs for okay. so it the first time i've ever been it's like wow it's like a house it's like a house and a pub <laughs> uh, but the wall hadn't been knocked through then so it's still the little yeah. window bit yeah but what you've done with it now is spectacular oh, thank so you that's amazing. like
1: a lot to do with my boyfriend and our friends that like can do buildy stuff Mm. And if they can't do it, they seem to just YouTube it and, like, do it anyway. You know, like, those kind of can-do <laughs> attitudes. Yeah,
0: we'll knock through the partition wall. I've seen a few videos yeah. on YouTube. But
1: he literally it literally was like that. Like, our friend Ulysses is like, uh, uh, you know, he's not a structural engineer, but he's, like, he does that sort of work. But I don't think he's got any, like, official credentials, but he knows how to do that stuff. So I think he did, like, the first time we did something like that, he came in... And then he didn't need to come in because they'd kind of understood how to do it. So then they did it themselves. But it is a bit like sometimes, you know, it was a bit like there's this metal thing up there that's holding the whole building up that you guys are saying is okay. Like, you know, when it's all exposed. Like I remember coming down, being like, "Is this all right? Like, is it like yeah. <laughs> this is either but, um,
0: brilliant or it's the worst <laughs> <yeah>. idea you've ever had?" But but
1: no, they're really good. Yeah, but yeah. I think
0: so. Oh, I mean, it does. It is amazing now you've opened it up. There's a really. It's really nice to be. And uh, I think in the gig where Meta plays played, yeah. there, I was sat basically like. At the side, right next to the van, like almost sat yeah. on the stage, which wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, before a few months ago. Yeah, it's also the decor in there. The decor's just so vibrant and, and you know, sporadic, random collections of things yeah, that do somehow things. fit yeah. together. Yeah, that yeah, it's a really great space. So what yeah, what is the Rose Hill for people that don't know? So the Rose is? Hill
1: is basically this artist-run, independent venue and studio complex stroke like community center really because i guess the things that we host there are there's like a so there's like a monthly creative program that people basically email us and we have these programming meetings where we like create a monthly program and um, and i suppose we're quite um fussy about what we put on but based on our taste really like mm-hmm. as a group um but then if it's a community thing, then we're just like, yeah, you can do it. So it's those, it straddles those two things, basically. And, and, and we're about to have another, a second round of it, but this really awesome project called Viral that's through, it's a, it's the, it's a lighthouse project. Mm-hmm. People don't know the lighthouse, it's a sort of digital art charity um, in Brighton. And um, yeah, it's working with a group of, young creatives that are right at the beginning that are outside of education and might not have access to sort of facilities or just support to kind of develop their creative vision. So they Mm -hmm. get to work um, at the Rose Hill with us as the kind of music facilitators, but then there's also people that are facilitating like more visual art stuff and film stuff. And then they have like kind of, um, uh, what do you call it, like one-off, sort of master classes with different people and yeah it runs for like 6 months every Tuesday day. So at, at those times it's basically running like a community center which like that's always yeah that was always my vision was for it to be well our vision but I suppose my the community aspect of it is more my vision just because that's like my world I've come from um yeah. yeah for it to for it to do both those things and we've built these amazing studios in the basement that um that were used as part of that project, but then also can kind of be used as, like, a green room so that artists, when they come and play, though know, it's quite a small venue, they get a really nice green room, which is quite, like, rare, and I think people really appreciate it. <laughs> like, just having a space to, like, get ready and feel like you can just chill for a bit before a gig is actually, like, obviously it's quite a luxury, but I think it's, re- yeah, I think it changes it for people. I think it makes, And it makes them feel more at home as well because that's sort of like they've got this, like, home bit and then they're playing a gig yeah. upstairs kind of thing. I can I can Which, see that definitely yeah. being
0: a uh, being a, a like a positive thing to turn up to. And yeah. it, it sort of reminds me in a totally uh, in an unrelated way, but it's related in a way that it made makes me feel more comfortable. Is um I worked for a community a charity in London called Create, who do yeah. music workshops. Yeah. And they do lots of other like oh they don't just do music workshops. I think workshops, I've heard of them. Loads. Yeah. Um, but they when you go and do a workshop for them. They have a member of staff that goes with you, who's non, who's just like an, a person from the office who's like looking after the project. So they and they deal with all of the things that you would have to do on a normal community music project, like speak to someone, get the key codes for the doors, yes, get, sort out the lunches yeah. and all that sort of stuff.
1: Yeah, all so, the like admin side of yeah. it. Yeah, Battersea Art Centre work in a very similar way when they do outreach stuff and they get artists in, which is like the main other like, people that I've worked for, and it, it's so good. Yeah, because... And are they people to... that, like, also... Are they, like, kind of, like... Have they done lots of work with young people, so they're, like... Yeah, they're... The, the, so... They're, like, the youth worker kind of thing. Yeah. But taking care of all the admin. It's so luxurious like it's that, brilliant. isn't it? Yeah, yeah I know. there as the artist. Yeah, but and, it's amazing um, and for and that, though. It works so well as a format, doesn't it's it? So it's like,
0: good, because you, you just deliver what you need to deliver. Yeah, and what and you, you know,
1: what your, like, specialism is. Yeah, and you don't thing.
0: have to, like, ask... John to go and get the keys for the thing yeah. before you've got to deliver your yeah. workshop so you're all panicked so yeah it sounds yeah. like a similar yeah. thing in a way that yeah, yeah they've got a lovely green room to just relax in and chill out in yeah, in. yeah, yeah exactly. I, only, I read that yesterday that you've got a studio downstairs so I was like yeah, yeah
1: they've the, like yeah literally Jules and our mates have like built it like we've got he's made all this amazing studio furniture out of fire doors basically my boyfriend's so really annoyingly good at everything
0: annoyingly good at yeah, and then, yeah like he's
1: amazing at everything like he's a really good pianist really good synth player really good singer um, really good viola player and can build anything he's like really into plants like because he used to do like landscaping he's one of those superb ones. yeah it's you've a got a good the one there by the yeah. things so. <laughs> genius but, um, yeah.
0: Fantastic. Yeah, it's so a it's a wonderful venue, and I I think if anyone's ever in Brighton, they should certainly check out like what's yeah, going on. Yeah, thank
1: there. you. It's, it's growing. There. It's like it's yeah. It's and it's it's really lovely because of the people that come are really lovely, isn't it as well? Yeah, really like,
0: great, intimate atmosphere. Yeah. No, it's not like And it, rowdy, it seems to be lads, diversifying lads, lads. as
1: well, more and more, which is great because that's exactly what it's supposed to be. It's supposed to be a place for everyone, really, really. Yeah. that's what it's supposed to be and I think it's slowly becoming that like I had this moment the other day where there was there's this this local um, um record label guy called David Frampton I don't know whether you know him but he runs a record label called Eyeless Records that's right, like no, a really know. eclectic mix of stuff he puts out cool. but um, they do like twice a year they do an all day and it's free and it's just music all day and I always promise that I'll make like food to sell and the artists get it a bit cheap um, and it's actually really fun doing like food for like like big food for like it's nothing like amazing but you know like food in big amounts yeah. kind of thing like get these big pots and stuff um, and and um, and yeah I like looked around and there was like some really really far out thing going on like on stage it was like this really like who was it I can't remember it was very far out improv stuff <laughs> going on. And there was, like, such a mixed bunch of people. There was this, like, really old, old... Like, I, they looked over 80. Right, yeah. A um, couple sitting on one of the pews. There were, like, some children running around. There were, like, these cool, like, looking, like, quite, like, like urban-style, like, teenagers. And then, yeah, there was just, like, a real mixed bag of people. And I was like, wow, it's, like, actually happening. It really is. Like, and they all feel comfy. And it's, yeah. like... Yeah, fantastic. Like your it's vision really vision is,
0: is starting to propagate.
1: And I mean, and the vision. It's not like such a like. It, it's it's quite a normal vision actually. <laughs> like a place where anyone can feel comfortable. It's like it's kind of like how it just should be. Yeah, really. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. somehow that's like this big deal. But you yeah. know what I mean? It's not a big deal. But I'm saying it's really nice. No, it yeah. is really
0: nice. And I think yeah. I also having a space for like uh, for like community for people from any background to come there and express themselves through yeah. music or, yeah. or whatever it is through arts yeah like so many people haven't had opportunity to do that yeah or their voice isn't heard yeah, totally. or they haven't been encouraged to try yeah. things yeah so yeah i think those spaces are so valuable yeah and, you um, need
1: platforms for these things to be able to flourish right yeah yeah and
0: i know someone uh called what's her name shit oh, names. Hannah. her name's Hannah <laughs> and she runs a company called Soundcastle in oh, Brighton cool. I don't know that oh that's so like good she's like that down. wow yeah I can cool. get you in touch and yeah. they do um um well she's just uh, she works in community music the f- okay I'll, I'll explain the story about how I know her yeah. so I was working at a summer school in um Mayfield St. Leonard somewhere yeah. in the south of England yeah and um they came, they turned up to our summer school uh, to do a music workshop, and we didn't know what the fuck was going on, no one knew, told us they were coming, and uh, so they turned up and did this music workshop with a group with groups of kids throughout the day, Yeah. and it was just body, like they, yeah, they like, had no instruments at all, so yeah. it was stamping your feet, and like each little group made like their little motif yeah using the body yeah yeah, yeah. And, and and voices and, and yeah, things voice like that and stuff, yeah, so yeah so then their motif they talk to this group and then that they talk there to them so they combine theirs and then like yeah they create like this lovely. song of, yeah and, and, lovely. And it's absolutely no no musical instruments and yeah. i'm coming from background of like Ableton Live, yeah. MIDI keyboards, yeah, synthesizers yeah, 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 yeah. need to bring all this fucking expensive yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, and, like, all oh, gear, yeah, all the gear, yeah. Wrong cable and all yeah, that stuff, yeah, wrong yeah, power yeah, supply. Yeah. And then he just walked in with nothing. Yeah. And created, like, the best <laughs> workshop yeah, yeah, I've like yeah, yeah. ever seen in my yeah.
1: life. It wasn't Ollie, was it? A guy called Ollie? No,
0: it was Fernando. Okay. Fernando, I think, okay. is her husband. He's a Brazilian guy. Okay. And, um, and, yeah, Hannah. So they run yeah they run Soundcastle in, um, in Brighton brilliant definitely get them in touch yeah they're, brilliant um, they're wonderful people and um, yeah they, they've they even done stuff in favelas in Brazil amazing Fernando's Brazilian so um.
1: actually it's worth mentioning something just to go back to what we were talking about before the main thing about viral and misrepresented is um, it's very participant led mm-hmm. it's like super participant led so we never know what's gonna like what it's gonna be and so there's like quite a lot you know there can be like a bit of anxiety about like shit are we getting anything done like because there's always like this end date but I think that that's a really key part that I'm really into about like a lot of the more recent um um youth projects that I've worked in that like set them apart from other youth projects that I've been involved in and it's this idea of it being participant-led so you don't go in with like an idea of what you're doing Like, yeah, you've got these skills that you can share, but actually it's about what they want to do. So you're not telling them what to do. That's really At cool. All. It reminds me of what's what's I think it
0: Montessori or something. Just I don't like, know, but that is like I know Italian, that's a rad style of of teaching. teaching but I don't know what's the But that's exactly what right. it is. The kids go to Is it Montessori? Like, someone's literally talked to me about this on Saturday because they Montessori do. Montessori sounds I've like it might be forgotten what the word is.
1: That's like my whole life. But, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: So I'm <laughs> But yeah, it's yeah, so kids will go into the class and within within reason they choose what they want to do what right. do they want to learn about today yeah. how do they want to learn and they just that's work how, it around that yeah that's and then, the then they learn so much more and they like they get so much more into it they're really it, into it because <laughs> they're participating yeah great lovely so the rose hill yeah. is uh, yeah calm
1: awesome. it's really nice
0: We definitely should talk about the place that we're in now, the Fuse Box. Yeah. They've lovingly allowed, allowed us to sit here and chat in there and drink their tea and coffee. Yeah. So yeah, the Fuse Box is like a sort of tech centre in Brighton with lots of different artists making virtual reality stuff and, mm. and AR experiences. And I believe you were involved in one of those at some point.
1: Yeah, so I worked really closely with this guy called George. Um, he's got a company called Mutiny Media and that artist that I was talking about, um, Germotopia, and and this guy called Andy, who... um, I'm sure he's got his own company too, but I think he basically works as a freelance... Um, like. Create mm-hmm. programmer creator yeah. like he put the thing together basically. Um, we'd give him like the images and the ideas and stuff, and he and he was putting it together for us. Um, and we got to a, sort of a certain point with it where. So basically, what we did was—it's a little while ago now. We created this like three D uh, Joe created on on based on like a few conversations we all had created this 3D environment with sort of like a landscape on the outside and then this this dome and um I put on like a motion sensor suit and then um and attached like a microphone so that we could record my voice live. Um and I basically improvised this piece in in VR, if you see what I mean. So I was in that environment and sang within that environment. It's like quite sort of intimate slightly like ritualistic sort of that; those were the things that we had in our minds like kind of this idea of like intimacy and also like ritual, ritual. space yeah that's um, good that's and good. Um, and improvised this acapella song which we then she created me and an avatar and we kind of um, we Worked with this girl called this woman called Anna. I can't remember her surname. Some rubbish. But she she was also working here, and she works very much in like VR sound and kind of three D sound and um um like sound sound for film and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, and so they basically recreated the three D picture of what was going on acoustically in. This virtual space, so that um, in response to my my vocal, so basically I'm I so the acoustic was was real in this in this virtual space, and so when you were in when someone entered the virtual space, um, my avatar would be singing to you, but if they were further away, you'd be hearing them further away. You'd be hearing like the acoustics of this VR dome. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Kind of thing. Right.
1: Um, and yeah, so we got to a certain point with it and it was like our first foray like our first time working in in VR so it was yeah it was like I was saying to you before we started the um interview it was like both really exciting and quite frustrating because um how you imagine things are going to look they don't end up quite looking and if you're me and Joanne you're really fussy about the way it you want it to be, even though it's actually quite hard to explain exactly how you want it to be. But when you're working on something yourself, you sort of tussle with it until it's right, don't you? Like musically and visually. And where because we didn't have those skills to to you know, we don't know how to use I think they were using um was it Unreal? No, it wasn't Unreal. Unity. Unity, I think they were using Unity. And, 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 you know, also all the different limitations about how people are going to actually engage with it. Are they going to wear a headset? Is it going to be on a computer where it's just, you know, where they put, or is it going to be in in an actual space where they, you know, more of an installation? Um, Yeah, all really all really interesting and we managed to we like demoed it at a few different places like the Brighton Music Conference we did it there which was really weird because actually it was <laughs> so out of place there it was like all these people talking about how to make like a club classic like a number one kind of thing and then we did this really weird thing the, <laughs> off,
0: the off-kilter <laughs> I think you of... want to be, it's good to be those people isn't it <laughs> yeah. like everyone yeah. else is within the box and then you're like way yeah off the well I guess
1: like also like my aim is to like defy you know consciously defy like definition like that is one of the things that I'm you know I don't want to fit into a thing I just want to do what I want Mm, that's a great Um, that's a
0: great term defy definition yeah kind of thing so really cool Um, um, yes I I have actually worked at BMC for Loopmasters the company so I know that event and we were very much the sort of Techno and drum and bass and house music. It was amazing though, yeah. that
1: lab of like equipment that you could come and like mess around with. It was really incredible. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah we yeah, were just yeah, in yeah. one of this sort of like because you know, there's like those rooms dedicated to like lectures and sort of so we were in one of those, but with nice. this like with our demo of our thing that we weren't totally convinced <laughs> of the actual demo, but it was cool. It was cool to show it, and we really want to like we want to develop it further. It's just about having enough time to. And get funding because we're kind of at that point where we basically need to get funding to continue to work. She's in Liverpool. Yeah. I'm here, and really, what we need is like dedicated time to mm. do a residency and work on it, exactly. like intensely. Yeah. I... To sort of develop the idea and what we want to do. Like, I'm still really interested in this idea of having this like intimate experience with an avatar and feeling that kind of like live feeling in a virtual space, I I find find that interesting. And architecturally, she's really interested in like, like architecture and kind of acoustic spaces within architecture and Mm. like, almost like, also these like, creating these kind of like ritualistic, I don't want to use the word spiritual, but I guess like new spiritual, creating these new spiritual places where maybe ceremonies can occur like I don't know but like modern ones you know like ones that people can relate to now maybe maybe it'll be a place where everyone comes together and sings together like maybe it'll be like fucking oasis or something that mm-hmm. everyone gets into the thing and like sings oasis sort of <laughs> or you know what i mean like maybe it's like whatever people can relate to
0: I exactly think, i think it means
1: something i don't know
0: definitely yeah it's an exciting time for vr it and really music. is
1: it really is and
0: that's what I, that's why i'm yeah. here is like yeah i i'm really excited about what can be done and like just through you talking i'm thinking like if you if your looper pedal sends midi then that MIDI MIDI data can can do stuff visually yeah, in yeah, the space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and then that's exciting. Or even like you could do a gig. Yeah. I don't know here with the mocap stuff on a yeah. microphone. Yeah. Yeah. And there could be people in like your students in Azerbaijan if they've got you know yeah. you got headsets or anyone in, yeah. in the world yeah. can go to that gig and yeah. see you yeah. play there yeah. and like yeah. walk around you and have the acoustics yeah. of this space yeah yeah,
1: yeah. it's it might, kind of like all a bit vague but all quite exciting it, it, you just need to kind of get it into, into like, the yeah. crux, crux of it you know
0: yeah like the 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 uh, possibilities is so broad and so wide and the technologies the technology is there to do a lot of these things but yeah. it's like whittling down what your concepts yeah. and like it's a little Because bit it making takes compromises so long, yeah,
1: exactly, and we realised like, that it really is yeah. about making compromises and deciding what's really important mm. and focusing on that bit to yeah. make that like right.
0: Yeah, but I guess as an artist, you don't you want to you want to limit those compromises as much yeah. as possible, don't? Well, you? I don't you know. Don't sometimes those those yeah,
1: I guess yeah, compromises is different to constraints, I suppose, isn't it? But like. Yeah. There's a similarity there and I and I guess working within constraints is always quite good, I think. Like to just make something happen. Yeah,
0: limitations. Um, so yeah,
1: maybe it's, it's like it. about seeing it like that, you yeah. know, like as a sort of positive. In there way. are no Yeah. yeah, yeah um are. but 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 yeah, I've yet to see I, I want in fact I'm here, so I'd like if it's cool. I'd love to like come back another time when there's time and like see what VR stuff is going on and like try some things on, like in in, try what stuff's been made recently. Because I did that a while ago, Um, and yeah, it's so far. Like I'm still, I still haven't had a VR experience that I'm really like convinced by yet. But I haven't had all of them, and I'm so I'm not like going like they're all shit. I'm just Uh saying I personally haven't. Like found one that I've you know, like when you go and see an amazing bit of art or you go and see an amazing installation or you see an incredible gig and you're like, Yeah, that feels so fucking vital and yeah, like and like emotional and yeah. like I really care about it. Most of the things that I've seen I'm like Yeah, don't care. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care about it. Yeah. I mean like, I don't know whether yeah. it's to do with like maybe the music that's been made for it that isn't quite like my thing or just the way it feels. Maybe the concept isn't like strong enough. I don't know. I yeah. don't know. Have you,
0: have you tried tilt brush? Have you done tilt brush?
1: Um, a bit. Yeah, that, that, that is that's incredible. The thing that yeah. is like, yeah, fucking yeah.
0: I just... It's, it's really is just, like, a life-changing thing. It's yeah, like, it's basically I Photoshop in in VR. It's yeah, incredible. and you can do... You can paint with chrome and it just stays in the air. And yeah,
1: and, like, make it small and then walk around it. Like, yeah. crazy. Yeah, that is amazing. It is really cool. Yeah, so, see, I think... So, I think, like, those are the things that I think are really cool, like, that I've seen in VR so far. And, like I say, I haven't seen everything. I've just seen some stuff here, like on the regs when we were working on that thing, which mm. is probably about almost a year ago now, um, um, was things like that, things like Tilt Brush, and also, um, what's that, there's like a sequencing program that, that's in VR, and um, that's a, a bit like, it's like a looper. Mm-hmm. It is a looper. Really? Yeah. Oh great. Um, What was it called? And I made a few, like, a few little sketchy tunes in that. And that, I was like, this is so cool! <laughs> like, you know, to just be able to, like, yeah, be making, creating in VR. Yeah,
0: because what a lot of people say about it is it's like, um, you are actually in another world. You're away yeah, from your
1: notifications. Exactly. You're you're, you're, it's totally immersive. And yeah. that that was the thing, yeah. So it's like a tranquil space. It can yeah. be a tranquil yeah, space. Yeah, yeah, it can be. I guess be. it
0: can be, like... Traumatic, if you want it to be traumatic, yeah, yeah, it can be yeah all those things, yeah. But I no, so I've spoken those to, I
1: found really interesting for sure. Yeah. Top brush is awesome.
0: There are some exciting things. Yeah. No, I definitely. I've spoken to Andy, I think he's Andy Baker.
1: That's it, Andy Baker. And yeah, he said dude. he'd love to
0: have you back, he'd love to work with you again. Yeah, I'm sure you'd be more than welcome to come here anytime. Yeah, yeah, so, um, yeah, it's it's fr- I'm really excited because there's some really inspirational people here, yeah, that are always around, and yeah. there's always people to ask questions, yeah. so yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I know they'd be more than happy to have you back. Yeah, I'd love to work more
1: on that project. I think the next step is getting some funding for it. But then, yeah. But yeah, I'd love to come and just see what stuff's been going on. Like see people's demos and stuff. Is yeah. um, uh, what's her name? Mathay. Mathay. Is she still? Yeah, around? yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. She's still How's there, her yeah. project going? But she's doing like storytelling.
0: Yeah, I don't know. She's, I don't know. I I, I talked to her sort of a little bit. I wouldn't. I don't. She's know really cool, you know. She's really cool. Yeah. She's, she's so really nice. Really open and. She's lovely. so nice.
1: Yeah, I really liked her. Yeah, yeah she's, a she's a great, great super person. Cool. Yeah.
0: yeah, you can tell she's got no. There's no like ego, Pretension, there's no, no pretentiousness. No, no, no. She's, she's very great, much like yeah. open and yeah, free, she's and chatty. Yeah. yeah, good. Okay. Well, um, just finally, I think. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a... I, I always feel bad saying like what what's coming up for you in the future because I don't want to put like any pressure. If it's not, if you just no want to relax no, there's no while. pressure.
1: Like basically, I'm about to start recording an album. That's what I feel like I want to do. I want to just get back into the studio and record, cool. whilst also just. Like if gigs come in, I'm up for I'm still like developing the live set with this new setup, so I haven't got any gigs coming up. But I'm sure there'll be some. It's like I am not like particularly touring a certain thing or anything like that, but yeah, 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 but um yeah, I'm sure there'll be gigs and you'll hear about it when there are. Great. Come come. It will basically be hopefully me with um Jomotopia doing visuals. That's kind of like our ideal setup at the moment Fantastic. and then based on yeah based on some of the tunes that have come out of recent gigs and recent you know rehearsals on my own i'm gonna start recording um gonna start recording a new album kind okay. of now Absolutely. and um i mean this is so unlikely because you know so many people have gone for it but um I've, i'm looking at this picture of cc bloomstein um aka agent amphibian <laughs> who yeah, I have yeah. basically just done a um a collaboration with we've we've made um this tune you know david attenborough yeah. did a call out like he for his 90th birthday he's done a a remix competition basically yeah. and there's the gamelan music that he recorded in the 60s so she basically contacted me um, saying, you know, I was going to contact you anyway to collaborate with me. She's obsessed with frogs. She's like, seriously. I've
0: seen them. I know who that is. Yes, I she's incredible. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, know, I clocked it as I came in. Um, she's an amazing character and she got in contact saying, like, I met up with her and she was like, look, I was going to contact you anyway to say, would you like to collaborate on making a piece of music I'm using these recordings that a colleague of mine is making like today and tomorrow over the next few days of frogs in the rice fields of Java. Um, But then I've also seen this call out. It's like serendipitous and really big coincidence. We should enter. Um, So in the end, what it ended up being, there was like no time. So in the end, it ended up being that she just sent me the frog recordings and then I, like, wrote her this email being, like, tell me, like, the ten top things of why you, like, love frogs so much, kind of thing. <laughs> and she sent me this, like, incredible... She was, like, just give me a few, like, moments. She was basically, like, look, I understand that it's easy for you to work in the studio alone. I'll be on call, like, for the next few days until the until the deadline kind of thing. Nice. So I, like, sent her this message, and she was, like, just give me a few hours. Like, I'm in a coffee shop, but I'll get home, and I'll send you the thing she sent me this like amazing writing of like these 10 reasons which like some of it was like really factual and scientific but like written in this like insanely poetic way so basically i just i based all my lyrics on like stuff that she'd written about
0: that's so cool and collaborated with Dave the
1: machine that who like produced multimodal which is like my last my last album and he happened to have like two days where he could kind of dedicate. So we just like to and fro this tune and we've put it in and mm-hmm. we've been we've been selected in the in the in the next like the top 30. That's fantastic. But it so it goes down to like the top six and then if you win you get like a song lines award or whatever. So that's like the most that's recent so thing that cool. I've like been engaged with like, yeah, which is like a few weeks ago. We so finished exciting. it, and put it in, but I'm just really chuffed that we even got it selected in the top thirty because it was like yeah. a big remix competition. Like it went out like on like Evening Standard or something, Daily I Mail. Or it. Yeah, yeah I it was like quite. It. I but, um, I feel like it so phenomenal. like I'm like, if we get into the last six, that'll just be so. G-. We've got the we've got the frog angle, man. Like the frog <laughs> angle is strong. Like I don't really think anyone else is bombs. gonna have like have like frogs. <laughs> Sounds from in Indonesia where gamelan music is from, and like you know, there's a little bit where you write your blood and I've sort of you know said the story of what it is, kind of yeah. thing. I think those serendipitous
0: um, things are all like and like it, some, I don't
1: know, it's it, very like it's such like you know, who knows, but that yeah. would be awesome if you were selected as the final six.
0: Great, I can't wait to hear it. If people but can put know. support behind it in any way, so
1: if it. we mm-hmm. get support, if we get selected for the final six, then it goes to like public vote, which okay. will be like okay I'm just gonna like spend all my time like just like being like fight for me yeah. <laughs> hey you well, I met well, you a well, few well, years ago Vote <laughs> <laughs> well, for me like, I've never really di- I don't think like in fact I don't even think I've ever entered a competition but it's made me think like maybe I should enter more competitions there's like yeah. all these really cool competitions out there to like you just could... do cool things get Definitely. to cool places yeah I just the world of competitions is not my yeah. I've just never really engaged with it. No.
0: Exactly. I did want to ask you um, <laughs> about sort of yeah, like promoting yourself and get you know. When I said about um, do you, would you like to be have more exposure? Yeah, I would. I did. Maybe we'll talk another time about like yeah. about that for you because yeah. I I have quite good skills in yeah. uh, promoting people not not right. like yeah just naturally
1: yeah
0: yeah trying to get people exposure in a good yeah. way because I believe in them. So yeah, yeah maybe that's something. Uh, we can talk about, but yeah, yeah, I hope yeah. Uh, I hope that goes well. I'm sure Thank you're you. In the top six. if it gets in the top six, <laughs> just go around bright. Yeah, this is the thing. Or, I think or, or I'm like
1: quite up for like just taking a week off everything and just like being obsessed with it because you might as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> just kind of like might as well really go for it if you're gonna if you yeah, do get selected. I mean, you could so get we'll see.
0: Introducing involved and like all yeah. those sorts of people, but yeah, so
1: we will release that tune because simultaneously, my friend took these pictures of me after this um, resonated show we had this random show from the festival at the old market and um, I was like wearing all green and she says she, we just had this we just did this stupid photo shoot <laughs> I always end up doing stupid photo shoots with friends like you know like not real ones it's just impromptu. like yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Um, so we, we ended up doing that but but yeah I'm wearing all green so I think we're going to like get some artwork out of that and, exactly. and release it because we might as well and because the Rose Hills um, and um, starting a new label Right, so I there'll be, think. like, a Rose Hill label. And so, yeah, to release it on that. Cool. Thinking, like, at some point. Brilliant. So, yeah.
0: That's amazing. So, <laughs> yeah, people should definitely check out your live shows. Oh, it's the best live thing I've ever seen in my life. Thank you so much. Captivating live music of all time. And you do have uh, albums as well people can buy, yeah. of course, yeah, to support do. you. And yeah. basically make it, have you making more live shows. <laughs> Great, well
1: thank you
0: very much for talking to thank me today, you. It's, been it's been amazing. Yeah, it been really cool, thank you. Ah, oh, she's so lovely, uh, what an amazing person and um, an incredible live performer, someone that you really have to see live to sort of get and understand and feel. Amazing artist, check her out, um, go and see a live show, and if you're ever down in Brighton, do go down to the Rose Hill, which always has amazing music events on. Okay, next month we're talking to a singer-songwriter who's had some uh, tremendous success over the years. He's a super talented guy with an incredibly soulful and expressive voice. So that's coming up next month. Thank you very much for listening. It's always a pleasure. Uh, I am Midia. This is Midia meets. I just knocked the microphone,
1: but it's okay. Thanks for listening. I'll see you again soon.